We're back. You're listening to Paranorthwest, a podcast about all things paranormal here in the Pacific Northwest and beyond. I am your host, Eric. I'm Shayla. And I'm Cheyenne. And this one's for bitches in the heaters. Oh, that's, uh, is that a shout out? We're starting with the shout out? Absolutely. Okay, shouting out to all the bitches in the haters. Where did we, where are we taking them this week? You know, where are we giving a taste? We're to? taking them to where the heart is home monster house the monster house part four maybe the ending i don't know how long we're gonna do this it'll probably go on forever we just like to sprinkle in a little monster house here and there um but yeah we did a another investigation monster house the final cut yeah the cut of scary scary things things. yeah like a circumcision oh personally for me this one's the conclusion you know what i mean i don't think you can conclude the monster house not as long as we live here i don't know things are going to keep going on this is the epilogue it's the nucleus (laughs) of monster house the egg sack yeah so, like we told you guys last week, we had our good buddies, the Paranormal Road Trippers, come down and uh, they investigated the res with us and they also investigated our house with us. And, uh, yeah, the Monster House did not disappoint because we did some way different shit this time. And he brought a ton of knowledge to uh, to our minds. He, uh, he enlightened us on a lot of the history that surrounded this house and... Made a lot of sense. Yeah, a ton of knowledge and a ton of, uh, and a ton of equipment. Yeah, it was like fucking Ghostbusters in this. No, bitch. It, re- it really was. Why don't you give them a little bit of a rundown, Shayla, of um, just a you know taste of the glory? Yeah. So they he brought a packet. Merle had his uh, one of his team members does all their like uh, investigatory work. And finds out information on properties that they go to. And he got us like, what is that, like 10, 12 pages front to back? Oh, there's there's a lot here. Yeah. There's, there's a, more I think than there's one, more than that. there's less than a thousand. Exactly. So you know there's a lot. So I, we, I'm thinking about doing like a video for Instagram, just like a short little reel about the history alone. Because yeah. a lot of this was news to us. It was shocking. Like Eric and I have been to the archives before, but... Due to the great fire in the area, they didn't have a lot of the archives and like deeds and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, a lot thing. of it was lost. But see, the boys, okay, they're up in Canada. Oh, yeah. Canada. Canada. So, um, yeah, they, I guess, were able to locate some of that stuff. So, we thought our house was originally built in 1905. Wrong. Yeah. That Turns was out, wrong. The water department and building plans... Dated back to July 28th of 1898. 1898. Shout out. And that was prior to the Great Fire. Yeah. Ooh, rhyming. Yes. Canada. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, they had Mr. and Mrs. George Rag. Yeah. The they Rag were Man. the original owners and they were the ones who built the, the home. In 1898. Yep, in 1898. She's seven years older than we thought. Yeah. And still standing. And she's looking mighty fine. She's, she's still little... standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But um, yeah, she needs a little love, a little TLC. Yeah, she does, and she deserves a little TLC. Okay, looking at that now in perspective, isn't it absolutely crazy? Without those two people, we would not be sitting in this establishment. I know. Yeah, like this would not be here without the rags. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. Whether you're named them or you're on them, the rags are important. Yeah. Okay. It's a shout out to all my yeah. all my bleeders out there. Do we know any rags here in Spokane? I don't know any. I don't know any rags, no. If you're a rag and you're listening to this, go ahead and shoot us an email. Paranorthwestteam at gmail.com. Yeah, that would be cool. You know? To be like, like hey, you're great grandpappy. Built this hoe. And he'd be yeah. like, oh, he always told me about he would hide treasure in a certain part of the of the house. I've been calling it for centuries. Well, we'll get to that later, but there might be treasure in this house. The house is treasure with or without it actually being dug within the walls. Maybe the treasure is the friendship we made Thank along you. the way. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. I do appreciate Cheyenne for you for saying that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're going to get into, like I said, a history in like a separate video because it's like super in-depth and I just want to make sure I hit every facet of it because it's yeah. so interesting. If you like history, like we all do here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then stick around. Yes. It'll be on the TikToks and the, and the IGs. Yes. At Paranorthwest. I'll probably do that within the next week or so. Yeah. So, let's get into it, though. They brought a ton of equipment that we had, some of them we'd never even seen before. And so that was really exciting. The first night, uh, we had Amanda Paulson. Did you say her last name? Yeah. Okay. AKA. Pretty effing spooky. She came and joined the group, and we had... It was, like, our first, uh, like, inter-team, like, paranormal extravaganza. It was kind of cool, because everyone has different ways that they investigate, and, like, different tools they use and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, so, yeah, they, uh, have their, like, everyone has their own ways of investigating and all that stuff, so that was pretty cool. It was, a, uh, it was a joint, a joint exercise, you know, and I love those. Uh, it was a togetherness celebration of weirdos. Yes, a lot of people running to the restroom that night. Yeah, so there were some restroom visits. Yeah, so... Which is fine. Yeah. We uh, Look, hey, here at Paranorthwest, we all poop, right? We all pee. Lot, <laughs> we all fart. Um, Two-thirds of us have a period. Girls don't poop, so... Okay, well... We don't. Whatever you do in there stinks, so I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Blame it on the ghostly gallbladder, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Cheyenne does. Shammy's shitting. They call her shitting Cheyenne. Yeah. Or shitting Shermol. Whatever, God. whichever one you want. Uh, but I really like the fact that we all, we all just were able to come together and have all of our own, I don't know, ideas put in one, I feel like. That was a really cool experience. And, and it really worked together. I know. Which I'm always very apprehensive about right? people. Yeah, that's always the thing is like, especially like established teams, because you're like, they have their own thing, right? I know. And it's kind of hard to be like, oh, well, we don't do that, you know? And they're like, oh, well, this is like, we we always do this one. It's like, okay, well, it just kind of <laughs> went together. What? No, I get it. I get that. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm relating. Yeah. So it worked really well. And we kind of just started off um, just like showing... Amanda around the place and she is uh, discovering her mediumship right now and like kind of exercising through that and uh, 
growing it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know like the correct word. She's strengthening it, you know. Honing. Yeah, honing it. And uh So yeah, we were just walking her around the house. Well, I took her around the house and it was funny because I've never done this like with a medium, like someone that I'm like not Cheyenne. So I'm always like, I don't give any clues about anything ever. I'm like, this is a room. Yeah. This over here is a room. You know, I'm not like, this is where we do this. And like, then they're like, oh yeah, I feel that. You know, it's a lot of, a lot of that vibe. And then, you know, I just like to make it as blind as possible to be like, you do it. Yeah. You tell me what you feel. Yeah. So that was a good start. Um, one thing that she did say that st- like stood out to me, something like this block is very blue, which we'll yeah. talk about that. That was like the color, she said. Yeah. There's a blue door across the street from us, and she was like, I just feel like very blue around here, like around this place. It's kind of interesting, you know, something to notice. Yeah, something to note. But then, uh, yeah, after I walked around the place, um, we kind of came downstairs and made a game plan. Uh, Merle had, like, a plan of attack for the night, which was cool because we kind of followed, like, a structured system. And Richie and I went up to our bedroom, and he was like, well, uh, we're not going to name him, but one of the former owners of the house passed away, and he was a veteran of the Vietnam War. So they were like, well, let's try and, like, use my uniforms as like a trigger object for it. So I was like, cool, never done that either, you know? So I laid out my my service uniform on the bed and we had the uh the fucking pyramid thing. The flux, the flux thing. Flux. Yeah, we had the flux. It does like the flux capacitor. Yeah, it does green on one side and red on one side, and it basically is like an EMF detector, basically. So you can choose either side. A spirit can choose either side to light up green or red to answer yes or no. We had an EMF detector. We had an EVP recording, and then we had like this lantern that lit up. It was also like an EMF detector, but it lit up to like red. Yeah, if you guys are familiar with Kindred Spirits, they use it on that show. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Just all kinds of different EMF things. So we put the lantern on the bed and the flux over by the closet, which if you've heard the previous Monster Houses, we talk about the story of when I heard the feet basically jump down in the closet and run out our door. So we put it there thinking that we'd catch something like that. Um, So we go upstairs and it's just us two. And we're talking and I'm asking uh, questions and trying to get, trying to, trying to talk to the, the veteran uh, spirit, seeing if he's here. Well, it turns out he was not. He's not, maybe he's not here at all or just at the time. I'm not sure. But yeah, he, we didn't really get anything with him. And then someone else started coming through and it was really interesting because I asked them, you know, are you, were you an owner of this house? And it said yes. So it lit up to, uh, I think it was green, which was three lights up. So it, it was like hitting, it'd be like red, orange, green. And, you know, if it hits on red, it's kind of like, eh, you know? Yeah. Like it could be anything. Right. And... So I was asking, you know, are you, were you an owner of the house? And it went up to green and I was like, okay. Um, 
did you own it during like the railroad when the railroad had something to do with the house and it lit up to green again so i was like okay we're getting like some good confirmations and a lot of the questions i'd ask it wouldn't light up at all which also made me believe that we were speaking to something intelligent and i kept on asking questions about it and then it was odd because the flux by the um by the closet would light up and then after that the lantern would light up almost like something was moving like from the closet to uh the bed and so i was like are you walking like back and forth between the two and it didn't say anything and so i was like do do you walk like do in the after like whatever you're in right now like do you guys walk and it didn't say anything Mm. then i was like do you float no lights at all and then i was like can you just appear where you need to when you want to and it went like green and higher so it was like yeah like i can just appear where i need to like i don't walk i don't float i don't fly i just show up wherever i want to which i thought was fucking insane that is yeah pretty insane how did you feel when you got that like answer oh me and richie were jacked yeah like we were just like yelling and we were like so fucking stoked about it and for some reason they didn't like richie like i don't know why and i asked him i was like do you not like him because he's canadian and like we got like a, a sort of a response with the lights but nothing like definite but every yeah. time he would ask a question no no activity at all and then i would start to ask something and it would start answering again you also have to think they don't live here yeah and he doesn't know him you know what i mean so they're like i'm gonna probably answer to the person that i know yeah and lives here rather to this new person i don't know and doesn't live here so yeah it makes sense he's more yeah. comfortable and i'd asked uh the spirit as well i was like are you like happy here and right to yes like a solid grain and then i was like do you like is it okay that we're here and solid grain and then i started asking questions more of like that i've wanted to know and i'm like do you see us like in your day-to-day like can you see us and nothing and so i was like mm. huh so they don't see us like we don't see them I think we just kind of interact whenever we try to. Yeah. It kind of opens a door or something and opens up that line of communication, which is kind of interesting to me. So at that point, did you have a feeling or an inkling of who you were talking to after you established it wasn't the veteran? I don't know. At that time, I was just kind of, not really. Like, we, yeah. we had learned about a couple things, and there was a guy with the last name of Houston who was kind of a younger gent that was here around that time and I was it was kind of you know afterwards I was like it must have been him that we were talking to yeah I think we narrowed it down to him and then the Rottweiler family lived here as well for a brief period of time yeah in the 30s and 40s I believe I'll have to double check that but yeah that could have been probably one of them yeah so I mean it was it was probably the most like intelligent communication i've ever had with a spirit was that night and i think it had a lot to do with the questions that i was asking too because i wanted to break out from like the do you need help did you die here blah 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 i mean i feel like if you ask spirits questions about their life or like them now it seemed like i was getting better answers when i'm like how do you move you know blah 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 things like that 
it seemed like it wanted to talk more, which was kind of cool. And I'll, I'll like take that into further investigations, like that kind of questioning. Well, and the thing is too, like the way Eric and I treat the spirits that live here, we talk to them regularly. Um, we interact with them and yeah, we just respect them, like them living here. So they only kind of show their presence during that time. And Amanda hit on that too, before she even knew anything. What'd she say? Uh, Remember when Amanda was doing the walkthrough, she was like, I feel like they'll talk to you, but only if you try to interact with them. They don't just show up on their own. They're not just like, oh, hey, I want to talk to someone. You know, I hope someone talks to me. They're like, nah. Yeah. And we kind of knew, like Eric and I and Cheyenne knew going into this investigation, it was going to be a little different. I think all of us were also a little bit apprehensive because we are so respectful and like we kind of know them at this point. Well, yeah. I mean, we've lived here for... Yeah. Almost 10 years now. Yeah. So bringing other people in, using equipment, trying different things. I didn't want to provoke. We didn't want to, you know, do anything to like offend them because, you know, ultimately like we live here, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, what's up, fuckers? Yeah. You know, make a sound or else the devil's going to get you. Yeah. and Like I have to sleep here. Right. And we've never done that before anyway. And we've cleansed this place. And we've went through so much with getting it cleansed because there was was so much negative activity here at one point. I'm very cautious because all of them that are here, I we want them to be here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they have been here long before us. What, who are we to be like, oh, you yeah. guys got to get out? Yeah. Like, if you're cool and you're, you know, like, amicable at least, then it's like, okay. And I think, too, a lot of them, like, watch over the house, you know, and stuff. So I just really like that. I'd like them to stick around. Yeah. So after we did that, you know, Richie and I come downstairs and we're, like, yelling and screaming, all excited and telling the the rest of the team that uh, it was Cheyenne's turn to do a little bit of a solo investigation. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of cool because she went up and did the Gansfield and at the same time, um, Amanda was downstairs. Like, there's no way they could hear each other. Right. And Amanda had, like, noise-canceling headphones on and blackout, uh, like, sleepy time mask on. And she was... Her her goal was to tune in to Cheyenne. So, Cheyenne, tell us about, like, that experience for you. Where were you? How did it start? Because we weren't even there. I didn't see this at all. Right. So, at first, they were like, yeah, you're going up there alone. No one's going with you up to the attic to do the Gansfield. <laughs> Well, that's what... No, it began. They were just going to have, like, a stabilized camera. Yeah. I was like, well, I don't know about all that. She said, basically, I've never been in the attic before by myself. Yeah, because I do get woozy up there. Like, when I have went. So, um... Yeah, so, okay, tell us about, like, let's start with that, then. The first couple times, or what's it normally like in the attic for you? It's very cold, very, like, distant feeling from the house itself for me. Oh, like secluded? Yeah, very secluded. Um, I, I always, everyone said there's asbestos up there, <laughs> which is also there's slightly There's no red-like. asbestos. Okay, we've established. I was wrong. Yeah, there was. It's not asbestos. <laughs> yeah, we've also I've been calling it asbestos, and I did not know that was wrong until 
this investigation. So we're learning a lot. Yeah. So then Richie was like, okay, I'll come upstairs. Hold on. I'm going to cut oh. you off. What other feelings? Like, is it like joyful, dreadful, like panic, comfortable? Like, no, I, I would just get like a woozy feeling like. um, Like woozy. Yeah. So. Like you're going to pass out or my something? My mouth is watering. So I, have sal- I would salivate. And then I'd also be really dizzy. Oh. Yeah. Which is something that I do while I going up up and down your st- guys' stairs. Any staircase on this house, I get woozy. Any, what about other staircases on other houses? No. Oh, okay. Fuck us. All right. So even like going um, on your porch stairs, um, going upstairs, going in your basement to your attic, weird, different. You huh. know what I mean? It's almost like you're getting to, you're like going through something to another plane. That's like my that? brain. Okay. Yeah. I'll allow it. So, so we get up there. Um, we put the Flux 2 out, which is the same device that Eric used. And then we also put the tripwire up the stairs. Um... Tell us about the tripwire real quick, because we haven't mentioned that. Yeah, so it's basically a really cool-looking, like, purple-hued, lighted-up wire that also detects EMF, and it changes colors when EMF's detected. And so we put that up there. Richie's basically standing above me in a way, just filming me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go under. Really trying to just focus in... Of on the house and the spirits in the house. I'm not trying to contact aliens. I tried to set that boundary. Yeah. Because um, you are doing the Gansfield. Right, which they're known to come in. And so... Um, I'm trying to think here. It started off like a regular Gansfield. Okay. With a seeing eye, making sure, you know, that's my sign of like... The sender being like, you like who? who, who. What <laughs> Wait, the I'm fuck? To, trying, He's like who? Who you? You who are you? like who you are, kind of a thing. Who are you? Yeah, like that. Yep. And so I'm like, okay, this is how I know I'm getting into it. And I let me see. It was like a switch off in between trying to channel the spirits of the house and the aliens. Because you had to make that distinction out loud. Right. Set that boundary. And the aliens were still able like to come through. They don't care. Yeah, they don't. They really don't (laughs) at this point. So one thing that I specifically saw was like a tan woman maybe Mexican. She was like some I want to like say um, maybe indigenous or could be Mexican. Okay. Who was like tending to little babies. Oh. Yeah. Which gave me the feeling of like, that's kind of what she did. Like maybe a nanny. Okay. In a way. And she was an older woman, shorter hair. um, And she had like, I don't know, just, she just gave me that energy. Another thing that stood out was a very big racial divide. Okay. Like explain that. And you saw this. I, yeah, I saw this. Like. Okay. 
it's very like I'm white and you're black so you do everything else for me while I like sit and I remember hearing those words like sit pretty like I sit pretty while you do all the dirty work not like the dirty work but like the shitty work like yeah so very like racially divided people who own the house I feel like from that specific thing you know they had like the help around yeah you know that did everything for them yeah yeah so I was like, hmm, okay, that's about, you know, that's a serious, like, that's a boundary that they're, like, not willing to budge on. Yeah. Um, and then again, yeah, aliens were coming through. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I saw. I saw a young Asian woman. Okay. Probably, like, 19 to 22. What was she doing? Nothing. She was just there, like, she was just in a white dress that appeared to me. White dress, very long hair, very pale white skin, uh, with like Asian features, you know. Yeah. Um, she didn't say anything, or I didn't, you know. That was just that, like it's a quick like clip. Um, what else did I see? Were you getting anything from her? Like, uh... I don't know if she stayed here or oh, anything okay. like that, you know. And then I, another thing that I got was um. It was like two men roasting a hot dog on like a, you know, like the the wire coat hangers. Yeah. That's kind of how it looked like whatever they were roasting the hot hot dog on. Like hobos. Yeah, which gave me the feeling of like poor. Okay. So I don't know if those are people that maybe worked on the railroad but were poor. I don't know. But I it's, it's interesting because you're getting a lot of different things than you normally get. Right, which was important because I wanted to set that boundary. You know, I wanted to make sure, like, everyone's getting their chance to speak. That in and of itself is very interesting to me, though, because you normally get the same exact things every every Gansfield. You yeah. Know? Okay, looking at this now, like, listening to her say this, I didn't realize then. We also did not have this exact information at the time. Our home was built... On the original Greenwood Cemetery. Right. Okay. So before Greenwood Cemetery here in Spokane, where you know it is now, right, as the oldest cemetery in Spokane, was originally in Cannon's Edition. To be exact, our street, but a two block radius. Yeah. So we would have been dead center. Yeah. And they basically ran out of room for these people's bodies. And so they had tried to recover all of them and move them to where is now Greenwood. But they could not recover all the bodies. There is, I mean, a ton of remains that are still in Cannon's edition. Yeah. Underneath the houses and the streets and all that. Right. So I'm wondering, like, if that had something to do with all these different kinds of people that she's seeing. Now that you're, yeah, now that you're saying that, you that know? makes a lot of sense. Because these are... It's not like things that we would know for a fact have something to do with our, our house. Like the homeless or the Asian woman. You know, we don't have, like, through all our records, because now we have it from 1898 to now. We know yeah. everything that our house has gone through and who has stayed here. But it was also a boarding house mm-hmm. at one point. So that could have been a transient coming through. I mean, there's just so many things that that could have been. But yeah, keep going. And so I obviously am fully under 
I can't hear anything. This, the entire time, um, the flux two was going off. Yeah, and we have a video of that. And Rich Richie was like, "Hey, you know, can you maybe like light up, you know, a little bit on that?" And the, they were not budging. Whatever was coming through. Yeah, when I got up there, the flux was still going off, and it wasn't both sides. It was one side, then the other, then one side, then the other, and it was like very, like, uh, very rhythmic. You know what I mean? So it was like beep, boop, yep. Beep. It was crazy. Like, I, is that a mix of my actual spiritual self with, like, all of my aliens and the spirits that I was talking to? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That was crazy that it just kept going off continuously. Yeah. And so after I got out of it, you know, he was like, I need to take a break because I'm like, my body's literally hurting yeah, where I'm at right now. He was very uncomfortable shooting it. Yeah. So we just finished off there and Sheila you were downstairs with Amanda so how did that look like for you so it's very interesting I wish she was here so we could interview her but the paranormal road trippers will be coming out with a video on YouTube so I highly encourage all of our listeners to go watch it when it comes out because it's going to be all of the filming that we did here in the house and on the reservation, so it's probably going to be like a two-part, I would yeah. imagine. It was, yeah, They and they're great at, like, documenting things. Yeah, I mean, Richie's, prof- I mean, that's what he does for a living. He's a filmmaker. And Merle should do it for a living. I, well, if yeah. If we're being honest. I mean, fuck. Yeah. He, he does great work, though. He works with animals, and so. Yeah, we need people like him. Yeah, we need him to do that. His whole team is great, and we didn't even get to meet a few of them, but, um, yeah, that's for future investigation. Um... But yeah, so Amanda was under, right? And she was just trying to, to channel in Cheyenne and see what she could see what she was seeing. Um, I, it's so funny because I know Cheyenne so well, right? Like, yeah, I know that she's not um, an easy one to budge, if you know what I mean. Stubborn as a mule. And her spirit is like that as well. Oh, yeah. She projects that. I'm private. You will never actually know what's going on in my life. So I'm very private with everything in my life for the most part. Um, the ones Especially who know your spiritual stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And I've always been that way for some reason. Um, but yeah, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt that. Go on. No, she was just kind of uh, having a hard time. She was explaining what she was seeing and it was really funny. She said, I, I think she said it was a hallway. Or, like, stairs or something. She was trying to get to her, basically. Yeah. You know? And she said, all I can see is, like... She was like, I don't know if this is, like, her guides or, like, her ancestors. But they, like, are standing in her way. Like, in Amanda's way. Like, they wouldn't let her through. Yeah, they're like, who the fuck are you? That's yeah. what she said. She was, like, getting that, like, who yeah. the fuck? What are, you, what are you doing here? And she said that she's seen, like, lightning bolts and stuff. And then... um, Queen Thunderbird. She told them, I know. She told them, you know, she's like, Cheyenne said that it's okay. Like I can I can go see what she's doing, you know, it's okay. Yeah. And eventually they did let her pass. Yeah, they're like, all right, we'll um, see what this is all about. Yeah. And another interesting thing to know. Okay, you guys, I want you to know this is how good it it was, I think, of a reading. Like, Amanda is very good at what she's doing. Like, you can tell something is happening, okay? Yeah. Because 
she, I told, I was telling Cheyenne later on, I was like, it's very similar to how like her and I work, which I thought was cool. I don't know, just the way she, she kind of sees things is kind of similar, which I've never met anyone that works like that. Can you expand on that? Um, I mean, let me just tell you, like, this is how she was talking, right? Like she was just like, we've only met her. This was the second time we had met her. Yeah. And the first time was briefly. Yeah. We just like met at a bar just to talk about things real quick. Yeah. And like, that was pretty much it. It was the first hang sesh. Yeah. And she had mentioned, she was like, yeah, I feel like Cheyenne is like kind of worried or like she feels uncomfortable that I wasn't there with her. That you. Me. Yeah. And right then I like kind of started laughing because when Cheyenne and I do work together like this, um, we were told by an elder that we should always be working together. Right. We, we've been told that by multiple elders before. Yeah. And so first off, when I was told that they were just going to set like a standalone camera up there, I was thinking maybe Shayla should come upstairs with me. Yeah. But I didn't say that. I didn't say that, but I was thinking it. And so that was quite interesting that she brought that up because I am always very like go to Shayla when it comes to anything spiritual or weird or, you know, strange happenings or anything like that. Well, you guys are really close. Yeah, and it's always been like that in my whole life. You know yeah. what I mean? So Yeah, so it wouldn't change now. And when we work, um, whether it be in ceremony or with medicines or whatever, we both use each other's energies. Yeah. So I thought that that was so... It's almost like you guys have this like a combined energy together yeah. that becomes its own thing. Because when her and I work alone, it's not the same. Yeah. So... When Amanda said that, I was just like, that is so weird that she picked up on that. Like, Well, she's she, picking up on everything, like the gatekeeping. I know. Spirits, and then like you and, and that's her. that's so Cheyenne. I like, know. It, that's what's so funny. Like, I was like laughing because I was like, this is typical Cheyenne. Like, it, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was spot on. Yeah. She just killed it. Also, shout out to my ancestors for always having my back keeping it real on period yeah on the freaking eagle feathers on period oh damn on, on the on the eagle feathers? on traditional oh on tradition <laughs> so yeah she was just like starting off that way um i'm trying to think what one thing also i totally forgot about sorry i just got reminded of it i felt like i had gotten touched on my left side of my on the left side of me i don't remember if it was on my head or my shoulder but yeah that's also something that happened to me interesting and at one point amanda was like i feel like someone just touched me but she said it was on her right side yeah so it's gonna be interesting like i can't wait to watch this video to see if any of this correlates. I'm so glad that we got video of it. I mean, yeah, I'm so glad that they did Because, like, did we regaled that. the stories, and we, we can't remember every single thing, you uh, yeah. know? But to have it on camera is a totally different thing. hmm Yeah, it was, it was cool watching Amanda do her thing and how she does it. And she's very, like, 
like when she was in, she's like very professional. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but like very like to the point and is like, they're showing me this. I don't know what that means, but they're showing me this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those things you and I were like, oh, well, there you go. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's the thing, too. Like when you're doing that. Right. And even when you do the Estes, like you say it yourself, like it sounds so random. I know. But you say it anyway, because you never know what it, significance is going to have. Yeah. And it usually does. Oh, it, it, yeah. Almost all, almost always yeah. comes back to something, but it's good to say what you're hearing or seeing or feeling because you don't know what questions are being asked or in this case, what Cheyenne was going through at the mm-hmm. same time. But that was the first time we'd ever done that. Uh, Shy, in your opinion, like, how did you feel about doing something like that? And how do you feel about it now afterwards having done it? Like, is this something you would try again? And yeah, like having someone doing that. Yeah. Like trying to meet you there. Yeah. I think that's cool. Really? Yeah. No, I think it is really cool. I did Um, not think you would. I think it's funny that she had a really hard time getting to me, even though I said it was okay. And I was spiritually open to that because in a past psychic reading, I've also had that same response as to, I'm having a hard time with you. Yeah. Like as you should. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was cool. I like to, I don't know, it was quite interesting to me and I'd definitely be open to doing something like that again. Cool, cool, okay. Well, so that was night one of the investigation. We'll get into night two and some of the crazier things that had happened uh, right after the shout out section. All right, and our shout out this week is our new friends over at Queerosphere. Ayo, queer sphere. <laughs> they are all about exploring the queer existence and matters of queer representation. Um, they are created by Cry and Louise. They are right here in Spokane, Washington, and I'm just gonna give you all a little snippet of what they're about. Snip it out. <laughs> They um so Queersphere is a podcast that has grown to become a multimedia website featuring a ton of cool and queer content. So Lou hosts Scooby What's New Queer and Delicious. It's a podcast which follows the specific story of their dad's death and other ghostly tales. Ooh. Lou loves podcasts and their favorite podcast to listen to outside of editing their own. Yeah. Is Paranorthwest, baby. It's us? Hey, I, sh- I'm just I'm just reading it how it was sent. Okay? They said they said we're their favorite. That's what that's what was relayed to me, okay. <laughs> oh god, yeah. So um Cry creates a digital zine produced seasonally on the Queersphere blog that focuses on representation in the media and is also the co-host to the Queersphere podcast. So together, they've created a space online called Queersphere. We love that. And they hope to expand their project to include more content, events, and artists. Bringing the queer community to the forefront of Spokane's culture is their ultimate goal over at Queersphere. So keep your eyes on the Queersphere blog because Paranorthwest, yours truly, will be featured in their local spotlight series here soon. So cool. Yeah. I love that. They're doing some amazing things for the community over there. So 
please go follow them on Instagram. Okay, check out their podcasts. Yeah, obviously. Follow, like, share it, love it, list, list it. it yeah. Okay, do it all. We're big fans. We are all about supporting over here at Paranorthwest. Yeah, everyone that knows us and has ever listened to an episode knows that we are all inclusive and that, uh, especially like media, is for everyone. Yeah. Everyone has a story. Everyone deserves their story to be told. And everyone deserves the same platform to be told on. 100. Yeah, 100. And if you've got a problem with that, fuck you and run up, all right? Yeah, period. I have the ancestors. I'll throw a brick through your fucking teeth. And I have the butter sock. Yeah, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. The butter sock? Yeah, it's my dad's old sock mixed with the Kerrygold butter. (laughs) Yeah, I'm part Irish too, bud. Holy hell. Yeah, okay, so you're getting bricked and butter socked if you got a problem with them. Uh, But yeah, thank you to you guys. And for our listener of the... And for our listener of the week... Jesse Rodriguez! <laughs> Jesse is once again a champion of friendship. Okay? Champion. He is a very proud Mexican boy. Proud. Super handsome. Uh, and also, this is what I found out about the metal and hardcore scene. The people that make the grossest, most like insanely demonic sounds with their voices are the sweetest people ever. And I will always stand upon that. And that's on Jesse. That is on Jesse. That's Alpha. He's Alpha. He is al- okay, Jesse's Alpha of the Week. Yeah. Okay, Jesse got Alpha and Listener of the Week. Yep. Um, yeah, he's in a band called Cold Hearts. Uh, look him up if you want to, you know, get tough and fucking be cool. And you love music that makes you feel something, you know. It's going to it's gonna get you down in your gooch, all right? It's going to invoke. Yeah. It's going to invoke rage, passion, uh, maybe a little heartache, and definitely revenge. And not limited to, but extended to, diarrhea. Yeah, you might shit your pants. Um, It's called, I think they call it like cowboy metal, because they're from Yakima. Holy. Yeah, so they fucking giddy up on it. Uh, So go check out his band, Cold Hearts. Uh, And Jesse, thank you so much for being a listener. Thank you so much for being a, a primo of mine. Uh, so glad you're in my life. And thank you so much to Queer Sphere for helping support Paranorthwest. We love and appreciate you guys. Yeah, we love you guys. We love both of you, all of you, every one of you. All right, sluts, we're back to it. We are sluts. It's okay. not that bad. Okay. Night two in the monster house. This is the one she gets yeah so night one was you heard you know kind of just like oh cool neat fun stuff and all that shit um night two the vibe kind of changed and this is also after we went to the res uh Mm. we investigated the house again Mm -hmm. and uh yeah if you last week's episode was the res one so if you haven't heard that go listen to that before you hear listen to this one so bummed that Amanda wasn't here with us investigating for the second night. It, oh my god, that's we, how uh, it always goes for us, you know. I know, oh, but it did start off pretty cool because we did taste poutine or putsin. <laughs> so that's how they say it in Nova Scotia. Putsin? We did taste putsin for the first time, and I, 
I was pretty. I, I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah. But it doesn't have no meat. He's a big meat guy. Yeah, I gotta have meat with my with my foods. But it, all, all the rest of it tasted very fucking good. Also, uh, Richie almost fought the uh, kid who worked in the drive-through at McDonald's uh, because. Oh yeah, it got tense for a second. Yeah, Canadians love to chirp, <laughs> and Americans do not know how to like just chirp at people. They are like. We fighting? Yeah. So like in Canadian chirping, it's just kind of like giving shit to someone that you don't know. And it's like, okay. Yeah. But down in America, they're like, do you want to get shot? Like, keep talking shit. Okay. Well, this kid was like all of 15. And that's what started it. Because Richie was like, <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, what's it like working at McDonald's there at 14, pal? Oh, yeah. And that's the right. kid was like, what? what he's like, I'm 21. Yeah. He's like, well, I want. And he was like, oh, we didn't order a, a drink there, bud. You could put it down. And he was like, well, yeah, I'm not going to hand it to you. I'm going to throw it into your truck or throw it into your car. Yeah. And, and Richie's in the passenger seat. And so I turned to him and I was like, <laughs> look, if you throw that into the truck, we're going to have a problem. And you're not big enough to have a problem with me right now. Okay. I'm telling you that. Oh, my God. And he was like, ha, ha, ha. Awkward. But we live, funny. we thrive <laughs> yeah. in awkward, so it's fine. But yeah, it was, it was funny. The guy that was working there was kind of. We also ordered a eight large fries, which I'm sure that they've never yeah. had anyone order eight large fries. But so the Putsin, cool. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's how we said to say it. No, I know. I'm laughing because we went through a McDonald's drive-through, so we could eat this fry. We didn't have time, you guys, to go to the store and make our own. We yeah. just didn't. Yeah, they're and like, usually you go to the store and buy them and then just make them at home. Like, and I was well. like, oh, well, it's 1030. Um, there is no store open. We're yeah. in Spokane, Washington. Yeah, let's not. So we got that. They made Putsin. Fire. Loved it. Thank you guys for that. Then we started the investigation. And uh, yeah, why don't, you, uh, why don't you talk about it, Shay? So we started off, um, you know, Merle... Merle. Good old Mike. He wanted to, um, he, so he was spending his evenings in what we call the blue room. Yeah. Which is, um, one of our spare bedrooms. Okay. And we're rich. So that's one of our spare bedrooms, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I got bedrooms of spare, baby. Come on now. Um, but he was the first night he said he had a hard time sleeping in there and he was super spooked about this chair. If you guys follow him over on Insta, you've seen the chair. Yeah. So the funny thing is, you guys, this chair was built in 1861. It is a family heirloom. Okay. Um, on my mother's side. So. There's no like bad juju or anything. Um, it is creepy just because it, it's it old. It is though. old, yeah, and it is creepy. And I was like, I swear, like there's nothing weird about it. And he's like, No, I hate this. Also, we're not allowed to sit in it, which I hate. I've never sat okay, in the chair. Honestly, you probably could, but here's the thing: like, it's so old. I don't want it ruined. Like, I want to pass it down to our kids. You know. So they could have a chair to not sit on too. It's cool. How many generations of chairs that you can't sit on? If you appreciated the love for oh old God. things, okay, you would understand. Enough with the chair. Okay, here we go. So he wanted to go and take Eric, you, right into that room? Yeah. So tell us what happened in there. So he got me into the blue room and he was like, I want to do a, a live audio type thing. So he had... 
like an EVP recorder that is very sensitive. And he had me live listen while it was recording to see if I could pick up on any EVPs um, as they're happening. And so we're asking questions and uh, just trying to get a feel for things. And at the same time, Shay was doing the Estes method. Yeah, so it was just Cheyenne and I in Eric and I's bedroom. Yeah. Which is where Richie was staying. Yeah. Um, so we were in there by ourselves. Nothing really happened. No, which um, was weird because yeah. I, uh, yeah, I was just laying there, just kind of there asking questions and nothing was really happening. We had the flux in there and it hit once, but that was it for like a second. So that's what Eric and I were like kind of weirded out and Cheyenne too, because she's here all the time. So she knows, but like our upstairs is one of the most active areas in the house like each room yeah and hallway is active and nothing and we were like why is this happening yeah it's odd that it wasn't odd that it was so quiet and like honestly we didn't have a lot of time with them like they came all the way from canada just to film with us and i was hoping i was like man last night we didn't really get a whole lot like you know we kind of ran out of time like, we need more evidence. Like, what can we pull out? Like, yeah. come on. And nothing. And I was like, how is this happening? But, you know, paranormal investigating doesn't work like that. No, you can't just turn it on. You're right. not just like, oh, and the ghosts are here now. Right. So I had been saying from the get-go that I wanted to go down in the basement, but everyone was like, oh, there's no bad vibes in the basement. And I'm like, it. it I don't want to go there because I think there's bad vibes. I just feel like the basement is very eerie it is the scariest part of the house yeah and i'm not saying anything's evil down there no but like it's definitely not empty you know what i mean yeah like there's some shit going on down there still it's funny because when people come into our house they're always like "Ooh, this is scary this is i'm getting negative whatever i'm like you guys i promise you and i know for a fact there is nothing negative in this house yeah and if there is your ass brought it here yeah so no wonder you're feeling it because it's inside of you yeah i mean we did have like i said we did at one point in time yeah but that night i'm not gonna lie there was a weird feeling down there so we went in the basement and i I wanted to do this thing uh, I know we talked about this on this podcast before, but it was like the God box experiment, experiment with like mirrors, like a mirrored box and a candle inside and kind of like scrying like 360 no scope, you know, and I wanted to do it downstairs, but Cheyenne was like, so once I set it up, we had this mirror that is, has like three mirrors and there's like a big one in the middle and there's one on either side and they kind of, uh, it's like a vanity mirror kind of yeah so you can like bend the sides in and all that and i set it up and wanted to put a candle on it and then cheyenne was like well you here it it wasn't me i was not i was not a part of this this was all shayla you actually oh it was shayla then yeah it was was me okay so shayla was like no i don't know it was weird we got down there and i was like this is not a good idea i could i don't know why i just felt like i was like this is not a good idea yeah Tell us why. I honestly, I, when we got down there and we were in the pitch black, okay, they were filming night vision 
and Mike was really wanting to do it too. And I kind of felt bad, but I was, and you did too, but I was like, I don't know. I just got a weird vibe. And I feel like if we do this right now, something is going to happen like not good. And I don't want that. Yeah. And I don't know enough about like all the magic shit and like all that kind of stuff that they know, like that Shayla and Cheyenne know about. And so I'm like, well, what, how is this any different from using like an SB-11? We're just trying to contact a spirit. So I don't get what like a candle does in front of a mirror that an SB-11 doesn't do. You know what I mean? Right. And I knew what you were saying because we've talked about this before, but you've said yourself in previous episodes, like if you put a candle in front of a mirror, it's like a moth to a flame. You know what I mean? And here's the thing, that kind of work I am not familiar with. Yeah. Therefore I'm uncomfortable and it's in my, it's in our house. And so I was just like, right now, the way it felt down there, I was like, I just, I don't think it's a good idea. And like, I got snappy with her. Yeah, he did. For some reason, which is weird because I don't normally like on investigations, if we're like, oh, let's not do that. It's like, okay, what do you want to do instead? You know, it's like a quick shift. But there was like something that made me want to do it. Maybe that's better that we didn't then. You know what I mean? I know. And it was weird because Richie and I were kind of arguing. I I wouldn't even say necessarily it was an argument, but we were bickering with Mike and Eric because they wanted to do it so bad. Yeah. You and Richie didn't. And we were like, no, 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 no. And Mike and I were like, yeah, we should fucking do this. Like, this is going to be something crazy. And honestly, it probably would have. But here's the thing. Like... This is how I feel about stuff. If you do not know enough about something, don't do it. Don't open a door that you cannot close. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just not smart. Yeah, I see. And I respect your opinion and I respect the opinion of the group. You know what I mean? Everything we do is a group effort. So that's why I didn't do it. Yeah. I still don't get it. Like, I understand yeah. like, your your points and all that. Because I'm so black and white, right? It's it's either we're doing paranormal stuff or we're not. And here's the thing. In the future, I would like to try doing something like that. Because I have never done it. In the forest. But the way... I don't know. There was just something about it that was telling me like... The vibe was off. Yeah, it was not it. And I went with my gut. And I was just standing there like the Robert Pattinson... uh, why do you I say I don't know that? why I didn't say I was, And I was standing there like the Robert Pattinson. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, figure it out. We're doing it or we're not doing it. And that's period. I say we do it in the forest. Yeah. At night, one candle. Call in the F words. F words? Yeah, we can't say them, right? Yeah, F A E. Oh, I also have news on that. Oh, let's get through this, and then okay, we can that's do that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, people. Okay, so we we ended up not doing it, um, and I don't know if it was Merle or Richie was like, "This is the first time you guys have had had any sort of like bickering or any sort of like negative, like conversation at all. Like this whole time we've been investigating." And I was like, "Ooh, maybe it is good we don't do this because I don't know why I'm so, why I want to do this so bad. You know what I mean? So." Yeah, we ended up he not doing like that. He was like sitting there, like ready. Yeah. And he's like, "Go get me a candle. Go get this. Do this." And Richie's like, "Whoa, whoa. Let's just." He's like, "Everyone, stop!" Which yeah. I so appreciated. Yeah. And um, 
Mike was kind of like, I think, feel like he was like assessing the situation. I was turning into Zach Baggins real quick. For a sec. You had a little. I had a little ZB in there. Yeah, he did have a little ZB. It wasn't JSB, but it was kind of ZB. It it was giving those vibes. PBZB. It was not alpha. It was not alpha, It was fake alpha. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, that was not an alpha move on my part. So we moved on from that. And uh, we had like this stool down there. And I was like, well, we had the, I don't know who thought of it, but we had the idea of doing an Estes down there. Yeah. Mike was like, Eric, do, do the Estes. Yeah. So they hooked me up to the Estes. Uh, it's pitch black down there. They put the, uh, the trip wire, which is like an EMF detection field. Basically it's like uh, Christmas lights and they all have EMF detectors on them. And he, I sat in a ring of the trip wire, like it made a circle around me. And I went under and started doing the Estes, and I feel like it was almost immediate that I started feeling strange. Yeah, so they put him in the corner where there used to be a portal in the basement. Um, so the scariest corner, and then yeah. the other corner that I've had multiple dreams about that were not so good, they put the flux over there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they did. Oh, we got video of this. They were filming, thank God. Oh, I know, yeah. Okay, now I remember when I got out. Yeah. You guys, we were trying to recall this because it's been like... A whole two weeks. Yeah, so... But yeah, so I go under. I'm sitting on this this, uh, stool. And it's like a minute in, maybe. I was like, dude, I feel like I'm, I'm getting like pushed off this stool or like I'm spinning like on a lazy Susan. But it was weird because the bottom half of me was spinning clockwise and the top half of me felt like it was spinning counterclockwise which I'd never felt in my life before mm-hmm. so I literally during my Estes I was like I'm gonna reach out can someone reach out their hand I need to hold someone's hand because I feel like I'm gonna fall and I need someone to basically like if I'm gonna fall you know I am and Mike pitch was black. that hand for you yeah, and Mike was that hand I yeah. felt this strong yet sensitive and masculine grip yeah hand reach out to me and i could i could tell it was canadian because it's kind of sticky i think it was syrup that was oh, on his hands oh my god <laughs> you know what's funny i asked him about the syrup thing yeah they use like, jemima yeah and like country crock and yeah. shit and i'm like no country crock's butter <laughs> <laughs> they use that that's for the butter sock. cabin yeah yeah they anyway. use regular syrups up there which was a letdown it's kind of tight, though. Yeah, well. They said it's expensive. Well, everything is up there. That's true. Anyway, but right when he went under, okay, he hadn't, Eric had no idea. He was sitting completely still. Siri, on his phone that was in his pocket, was answering our questions. Like, what was it? Um, I forget. Mike asked something, and it said, I'm sorry, I can't help you right now. Weird. And then he said something else, and it was like, I don't remember. It said like three or four different things when he was asking questions, and I was like, what the hell? That's a, that, that doesn't ever happen. Like, no, even when no. I tried the whole, hey, Siri thing, yeah, it doesn't think, fucking work on my phone. It's a piece of shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We are an Apple family. We are an Apple and a Ford family. Yeah. But anyway. But yeah, so I was under, and like I always say, you know, it it sounds like gibberish to me, and I was just saying things, and I don't know why now when I do the Estes, I feel so fucking weird. Yeah. Like, it's like the more I do it, the weirder I feel, and like the deeper I get into whatever I'm in. Well, and that's why when Amanda uses her mediumship, she uses 
like it's running through frequencies, but she's not doing an estus. She's just it just helps her tune in and she sees things. Yeah, maybe it's like just opening me up, man. It, something. Yeah, I don't know, something. but I never felt dizzy like that before. So that was really interesting. Yeah, that was a that was kind of a gross feeling. Yeah, we were. Um, there was one point when we were down there, we all ended up huddled. Why? Damn near a corner because we were hearing footsteps near the stairs, which was very eerie. Because if you recall my ET dream, that's kind of what I heard, and it spooked me. Fucking yuck! What and were, Richie what? was like. What were some of the questions you guys were asking and like some of the answers? Honestly, every single question that was asked, you almost answered directly, which was weird. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, those are all on the video, so we'll we'll have to take a dive into that. But how did you feel like that? like session went Cheyenne like what were your like feelings in the beginning like did it feel different at all or it definitely felt a little bit more heightened in the beginning obviously the basement isn't my most you know the greatest place for me I don't really like the basement all that much yeah um I was hoping to get some good answers and I feel like we did you know and the spirits were like okay we're done we're done when we're done and you felt that too Eric yeah, because I was like, eh, like, I'm going to call it, you know. And you guys said, like, right before that, you guys were like, hey, we should we should end it. Um, I don't want to... I don't want to say it was aggressive, but whoever we were speaking with, I believe it was multiple men, and they were very assertive and very strict. They did not want to talk to us. Oh, yeah, and it said something. I remember it was something like go on or like get out or something yeah. like that. Uh, and they were saying stuff. Get moving or something like that, right? Yeah. And Richie was like, that's what they say in Canada. Basically, it's oh, a slang yeah. for like, fuck off. Yeah. And he was like, this is weird. And it it did. It was honestly probably the most intense investigation we've ever done in this house. As like, far get as. get moving or something like that. Yeah. We're going to have to, like I said, it's been a few weeks. We're going to have to. Take off. That's, that's what, it what it was. Take, take off. off. Yeah. Like, take off, bud. That's what he said. Hey, fucker, take off. Yeah. And so it was very aggressive, like straight from the get. Like, it was just like they did not want to talk. Like, we were bothering them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, which is so. And it was. Oh, I remember this, though. It was one, a single male voice, like Mm -hmm. a prominent male voice that was like taking all of it. Like that was talking the whole time. Yeah. And it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of that vibe of like, like, I don't know, like he was above us or something or like, you know, like authority figure kind of vibe. There was something going on that was not a normal feel for the house, which was also concerning for me. Yeah. And even Cheyenne was like, we should call it like, we should call it. We should be done. And Mike's like, hang on, let me just ask a few more questions. And he's like... If you want us to leave, light that up over there. And he was referring to the fl- to the flux, and immediately it started doing beep boop beep boop. So Wee-woo. green and red, green and red. And we actually have that video up on our TikTok, so oh, okay, go check yeah. that out at the Pair Northwest. You can find us also on Facebook and Instagram at the Pair Northwest. Yeah. So we ended that. I got out of it. 
felt weird. Glad I was out of it. I don't yeah. feel like that was a long sash, though. Was it? It was, it was a, you know. To it me, it felt like four, four or five minutes. Oh, longer than that. Okay. So, yeah, we ended that. Uh, we went upstairs for the finale. And it was very interesting. Uh, I think, didn't Merle make the North Head technique? So, it's like a, uh, yeah, Merle came up with this new technique and it kind of incorporates a couple different things in it which is super interesting it has the the trip wire like was on the table with us and we we're basically doing like a seance but we were just connecting each other's energies while one person is also doing the estes method so it's like a very charged type of technique to do yeah, we had never done it, obviously. No, and he had told us about it, and he was stoked on it. And I, I think it's a fucking cool method. It was very cool. What a neat thing to come up with. Very that was charged. Great, yeah, oh yeah. Because, like, obviously, we all have our own energies, right? But when mm -hmm. we combine them, kind of like what you and Cheyenne were saying, mm -hmm. you two work together. Now, it was all uh, four of us, and Richie was filming. And while we were setting up, um, Richie was uh, setting up the cameras and all that and we turn on the light that's above our dining room table that if you were like on the live it turned off it turns off all the time when we are doing spoopy shit any sort of communication we've ever done in our dining room table never fails shuts off every time but that fucker will stay on all the time if you're not doing it oh yeah we've never had any issues with the electrical yeah it's not faulty wiring or anything no. it'll stay on forever but no. as soon as we start talking or doing something like this it'll shut off so richie was turning on the camera and i had my phone recording uh prior to that and we were talking and as soon as we were talking about how we were going to go about things the light turned off right as Richie turned on the camera light, so we didn't even see the change of lighting. And we had giant candles set up everywhere, so we couldn't tell yeah. that the light had went out, but we did catch it on film. Yeah, so that was kind of that was kind of cool. Mm. And uh, Shayla had been in the, like, the kitchen, and there's a door from the kitchen to the living room, like a big swinging door. And as she came through that swinging door, Merle was coming from the opposite direction with a piece of equipment. And he was like, oh, shit, and was staring at Shayla. And she was like, what? What's going on? And he was like, when you walked through that door, I didn't see you. I saw, like, this nun, or, like someone dressed as a nun walking through that door, which we've never had here. No. And that's weird that it was you. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. There's just something about that that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. It's very weird and eerie and spooky. A little personal, a little weird. Okay, too personal? Yeah, a little too personal. Okay. Another thing that was strange when we were sitting up. So, I was sitting across... I was sitting at this point in the dining room in a chair. And Merle is across from me. He hadn't sat down yet. Which, it's something we both heard, but it was the sound of like a fingernail on one of the dining room chairs. 
and at this point, me and Merle are looking at each other. We are making eye contact. After we both heard it, he said, did you do that? Looking at me as if I did it, and everyone can see, I have my hands on the table. I definitely wasn't the one to do that with my fingernail. It was, that was something strange that. You guys both heard it. We both heard it, and yeah, he felt it, but we both heard it. He's like, did you do that? And I was like, my hands are literally right in front of me like you. I, I, there's yeah, no things, possible way. Things are charged up. So that was quite interesting. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. And then so we started the north head technique. So I went under yeah. for the Estes for that. For the first one. Because we yeah. had two Estes methods. Yeah. What did you guys get? Anything that matched at all? or? So it was weird. We did get the... Uh, with the trip wire that was on the table, it did trip on like the bulb that was closest to you. Several times, you said, right? Yeah, which was odd because none of the other ones did. It was just while you were under doing the Estes, it was tripping like something was coming up to you. But uh, interesting. <laughs> that Estes method with with you was. I th- I feel like. Since we were all like combining our energy, it definitely had a different feel to it. Mm-hmm. Like, did you feel more alone or did you feel more like connected while we were doing it? I felt just really heightened and like really charged. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was kind of different. Do you remember anything weird coming through for you? Like any sounds or anything like that? Um, trying to think. I, I do recall quite quite a few voices you know what's weird too you guys whenever you like look back on doing estes or the gansfield or any of this stuff it's hard to remember yeah things which is really odd yeah because it's like a weird phenomena i think it's because both parties are so hyper focused on certain aspects of it right not the experience as a whole mm-hmm. because like if you watch a movie and you only hyperfixate on how many buttons someone's wearing. Mm-hmm. Like you'll you'll lose the rest of it, and then you'll also lose that anyway because yeah. you weren't paying attention to what you should have been. You know what I mean? You don't take it in as what it is. You take in what you're trying to. So, like as the person under, you only are thinking of the words that are coming out, and then as soon as that leaves, you can't dwell on that. You have to wait for the next one. Right. And same with the people that are asking the questions. It's like. You ask a question, you get an answer, you're looking for the next question. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is a weird memory, like, loss thing going on. So, um, then Mike went under for the Estes. Yeah. And this, obviously, I was fully aware of what was going on because I wasn't under. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he had some equipment set up um, near the stairs and, like, in the foyer area, oh, the front yes. door. Yeah, it's the foyer. Um, those were constantly going off again with the red, the green, the beep, boop, beep, which is weird. Yeah, because this is not do even that. how you use it. No, I, I don't know. You yeah. guys check out the flux capacitor and let us know what you think. But uh, oh my god, you know what's weird? While so, uh, Amanda and Cheyenne felt someone on their side when Merle was under. He was like, is Richie right next to me? Mm-hmm. And he swore that someone was standing right next to him. And he was like, is his face like 
right in my face. Yeah, he's like, is he filming right here right yeah, now? Yeah, and Richie was not, he was like five, six feet away from him. Yeah. Filming him. So he also had that feeling of someone being right next to him and like touching him and mm-hmm. on his on his side. So that's kind of interesting. And there were a couple times where I thought that he could hear me, you know? Because I was asking questions and they were answered so quickly. And I was like... It's so direct. Yeah, I was like, Mike, can you hear me? And nothing. The weird thing... Okay, this was also weird, okay? That I've never experienced. So, like, you saying that, right? Like, you were asking, like, Mike, can you hear me? And he was under, okay? He couldn't hear, see, nothing. He didn't know. And he kept turning his head towards Eric. Yeah. And he was like, no, no, mm mm-mm. Mm, it was like he was like responding with his subconscious mind or something. Yeah, and I would like ask a question and he would immediately turn his head towards me. And I'm like, and that's when I was like, Mike, can you fucking hear me? Because it's not going to work if you can hear me. Yeah. And he wouldn't, no response. And, and I'm like, Mike, if you can hear me, like say something. And then he goes, yeah, um, hang on, something's happening. And we were like, is he like fucking responding to you? Like it was so weird. Yeah, it was crazy because i've never had like someone that's under uh like answer me like that you know what i mean yeah so yeah that was super interesting and yeah yeah it was it was a weird feeling i don't know the other thing too like when he was under shit was popping like the there were sounds in the kitchen yeah and we were asking him, like, should someone go in the kitchen? So Richie went in the kitchen and was standing there filming. And he's like, I don't know, asking stuff. Well, his hair got touched. Like, he got touched yeah. in there. And then that's when the equipment just started going berserk. And also, after Richie had mentioned that, while Merle's under, Merle kept saying, gotcha. Oh, yeah. Like a gotcha bitch. Yeah. <laughs> weird yeah it was very odd uh very active yeah during that i definitely want to try the north head technique more i think it'd be cool to do it with like you know six seven people all that can focus and are there for the same thing you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like the more energy the better i'm gonna let shayla tell this because it's funnier the way she she was saying it but there was this weird part when mike was under mike is merle by the way yeah merle and mike same guy when Mike was under and Richie started acting really weird. Shayla, explain that because she does a better dude. <laughs> okay, well, let me... The the spirits were different towards Richie for some reason. Not a fan. Which was weird. Yeah, because he's fucking great. But he had... And this is the first thing that came to my mind, okay? So Mike... Or Merle, okay... He is from Canada as well, and he has a Canadian accent. Yeah. But compared to Richie's accent, Richie is from the east coast of Canada. Yeah. So he kind of sounds Irish. Which I love. Yeah, he, I would. Big he has fan a great accent. But it's kind of like how people from like uh, Washington would talk different from people from like Georgia. Right. We're yeah. like, yeah, they're both American, but one of them has like a thicker accent yeah yeah but that was the first thing that came to my mind i was like are they like can they like notice his accent and they're like mm, this guy ain't from here you know how cheyenne was saying like that how they were kind of like very 
um, racially, oh, yeah. um, you know, that kind of thing. I'm, I'm just wondering if that maybe had something to do with it. Like, well, a even, like accent. Like in know. the 1800s, I mean, America was very racist towards Irish immigrants, too. That is true. You know what I mean? That is true. The Irish, the Italians, all those people coming through Ellis Island, mm-hmm. like they were, they fucking hated them. Yeah. And so, I mean, that could have something to do with it. I don't know. That's just the only thing that came to my mind. But anyway, Cheyenne, to, to tailgate off of you here, yeah. piggyback. Um, Mike kept saying something when he was under about a secret. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Possibly some treasure. I don't know. Secret or like an affair or something. I don't know. We don't know. And then Richie was filming and he was like walking around the table really slow. And he was like, what's the secret? Tell me the secret. What is your secret? And yeah, being they kind of were forceful. Getting, yeah. And the spirits were kind of getting like, I think a little agitated. Yeah. And I was like. Richie, what are you doing? Yeah, and when Richie would come around the table, Mike's head would turn away from him. Yeah, every single time. Yeah, so if Richie was to his left, Mike would turn and jerk his head to the right. Yeah, it was really weird. It was a weird thing. And yeah, and he was like kind of, Richie was kind of like taunting, you know? Yeah, he's like, what is the secret? What do you have? Yeah, he's like, tell us the secret. What's your secret? Yeah. And just being like all crazy. And Cheyenne was like, I'm getting freaked out. Why is he talking like that? And I'm like, I don't know. And then he like kind of turned and looked and he's like, let me just, you know. Yeah, Richie was like, was like not fucking around there. Yeah, I just kind of, it was spooky. Like when it was happening though, I was like, why is he doing that? Because it was kind of hot. He didn't talk, like he didn't talk like that. Seeing a Canadian just take the rain, the reins like that. Yeah, Eric and Richie were like <laughs> two peas boyfriend. in a pot. I was yeah. like, whoa. Richie's my boyfriend. Yeah, he's a comedian as well. So. Yeah, good looking, great hair. Dude's got Excellent like a lion hair. mane. Yeah. Yeah. I got to braid it. That well was well built. Uh, yeah, just a just a fantastic boy. And Mike is a powerhouse. Oh fuck, you couldn't move Mike if you had three men. Yeah. But also he's nice. But I, I'm really afraid of him because he is so <laughs> nice. Like I'm like if you turn that switch. He's going to fuck you up. He's very type A, so you know he'd be firm. Oh, yeah. He's he like, don't touch that. He said, I fucking said, don't touch it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, and then oh, he'd shit. knock you out. Oh, yeah. He, I guarantee you, Mike's got those fucking hands on him. He's the mitochondria. He's the powerhouse of the cell. He is. And yeah. the powerhouse of Canada. That's right. My, <laughs> Michael Merle, Canadian powerhouse. Yes. Um. Yeah. So there's so much to talk about, um, but you guys are just going to have to watch the Paranormal Road Trippers videos on their YouTube. Go check them out. Also, when this drops Wednesday at 5 a.m., we are going to be live on Wednesday, the same day. What day is that? What day is that, guys? Hold up. That's the day after Tuesday. Uh, That's going to be Wednesday, March... 15th. 15th. We are going to be on Spaced Out Radio for the second time with Merle of the Great White North and uh, our favorite guy. Dave. So be sure to uh, tune into that and you're going to get the inside scoops of all the investigations. 
Okay. I also oh. have to fill the listeners in as to what's been popping off in my neck the woods. She said we're changing direction right now. Oh, wait, did we finish that? We, I'm sorry. Oh, apparently. I'm so sorry. I, th- I felt like we did. Yeah, she said, you guys are done talking. I'm excited to talk about the something. the alpha in me. I'm sorry. I'm containing it right Just now. remember you can't say the word. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which apparently is all we do in paranormal well, is we just can't say words. Well, you know what I mean? So um, I don't. That wasn't English. Yeah, well, I'm telling you. Right. Okay, I got information. This is that. I'm going to follow up that. Just got to. Okay. So let me let me get the night. Let me get what day. So it was March 4th. Okay. I'm home alone and it's about maybe six o'clock. It was Sunday. Last su- oh my god, I think it's last Sunday almost. It's very scary. What um, is happening? Tell the fucking story. I, I got a lead. So oh. <laughs> I'm home alone. Um, one thing about me is I don't have any electronics on when I'm when I'm home. I I don't even turn the TV on. I I hate listening to it. I can't barely stand watching it. Jesus, she's getting hot right I now. I literally have to sit with my phone in front of me and watch television. So I'm sitting on my couch and it's just me alone home okay her alone home (laughs) and i start to hear the sound of a flute playing i'm like what maybe it's the neighbors maybe it's coming is that a normal thing this is my inside thought like i'm like okay i've never heard the neighbors play a flute that's weird normally they just fight um so I'm like, okay, after I heard that, the first time it was about 15 seconds long. I get up. I didn't know what to do. I get up off the couch. I do a circle around my, uh, I don't know, like the table I have in front of my sitting area. A coffee table. Yeah, coffee table. Don't know what to do. So then I stand in the kitchen for about five seconds. I hear it again for about... 10 seconds. I'm trying to, I'm running in the house trying to grab my phone because I want to record this because I need other people to hear this. Is it like a tune or is it just like a note? No, it's like a little, like a little tune. A little and jig. I, I couldn't necessarily figure out. And so I'm like, okay, we have one flute in the house. It's a wooden flute and it could have been that. And I'm thinking to myself, one, someone was playing it or two, it wants to be played. Because it's, you know, it's wanting someone to listen, which is me. Yeah. It'd be played. I've only played this flute. I've only played the flute once myself. Solomon. You promised you'd never do it again. (laughs) You promised us you wouldn't do it. Solomon's better at it. Yeah. He knows what notes. Yeah. And it's like an, it is a native flute that his brother made. I did that with my mouth. I know. know. I'm the sound effect guy. And so. About 45 minutes to an hour later, Solomon gets home. And of course, I'm hiding because I'm like, I'm going to scare this fucker, right? I'm hiding. That's fucked up. Waiting for his ass. And I jump out and he gets, he's so freaked out. He's like, why would you do that to me right now? I'm like, dude, calm down. It was a joke. It's funny. And so he's like, you're not going to believe what I heard. in the garage and our garage is like an underground parking garage only probably has about 35 cars in there right get some 
Yeah, mind you, I live in an apartment, and I made sure to figure out if this flute was inside my house or is people um, upstairs. It was inside my home. It was inside my apartment. So he plays me the tune, and it's a whistling tune, and I'm like, oh, shit. Because I had told him, I was like, someone was playing the flute. And he's like, did it sound anything like this? And he shows me this, and I'm like, I don't know. But that's creepy as fuck. We'll put that audio in right here. Yeah. Ugh. That's fucking weird. So basically, he was coming home from work and he was in this underground garage that's, mind you, very small. There was nobody down there. It was very late. And he hears this whistling tune, not only within the garage, but then he gets scared and runs up the stairs to like go up to his apartment and it's like following him. Yeah, and you can hear like notes. That's an obvious like song or like you know what i mean i know and the weird thing is so there's a door in between the garage and the stairs to go up to the apartments you know what i mean he even called out hello very in a scared voice hello yeah you know like he's used to seeing wild animals not wild i don't know whatever they were (laughs) so during the time right before this whole flute whistling thing happened i was researching things for some reason, decided, I don't know, that just that I just decided to get interested in. Just for, within the moments, which is phase and fairies, oh. right? And I'm like, okay, okay, they operate operate by like a very like set of rules. Yeah. Like, um, normally they don't like to be in people's houses. They do leave gifts, but if they leave gifts, just say, just acknowledge it. Don't say thank you. Don't give anything back because they're going to keep wanting things. Yeah. And when they don't give you that, they're going to get a little shysty towards you. Dang. Yeah. Um, so I texted the group chat and I was like, yo, let's do a episode on fairies. Cause this is something we've literally never talked about. Yeah. So I'm like, Okay, that would that would be a cool, you know, episode. And then I started learning all these things about him and I was like, never mind. We're not. I know. <laughs> and that's that's a bummer too because I wanted that would be such a cool thing I to know. investigate. I go, there's no possible way, you know, that I could have just just by thinking about them or like talking about them. You know what I mean? And he's like, yeah. No, that's you how can't. it works. And I was like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> yeah, I want to investigate this though. There's no safe way for us to investigate these, like, fairies and whatnot? They're very tricky. You know what I mean? Like, they're very tricky little guys. I'm going to look into this. I got to know. Because yeah, look always, into it. We always go out in the forest, too. I know. And, like, that's where you get them. And that's kind of... Cheyenne was like, I feel like it's because I was looking into this. Like, I feel like it's my fault. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, the tune that we did post was the whistling tune. Yeah, we'll put it in right here. That Solomon captured. We posted it on the gram. Yeah, the grum. Um, it does sound like a kind of like an Irish jig or like a little tune. But the weird thing to me is that the paranormal road trippers left that day. 
And we had been to the reservation. Yeah. And I do not know what we picked up because remember, we seen those balls of ore, like those lights in those trees. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We don't know enough about this. We're going to have to look into it. Yeah. But uh, it's something I'd like to look into personally. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's Monster House part four. Maybe the conclusion. You never know with with Monster House. We like to always uh, catch you guys up on what the happenings here at the manor. Uh, but yeah, look out for the uh, the Paranormal Road Trippers video. Their uh, their documentary on this. It's going to be fire. If you haven't watched any of their stuff yet, I would highly suggest going to watch some of their videos on YouTube. They're very well done. They're very professional with how they do things. They're not dickheads. Uh, they keep like the same kind of code of conduct we do with being respectful and just trying to find things out. They really look into the history too and like try to yeah. stay true to that, which I do really appreciate. Yeah. We're already planning our second investigation with them yeah. and um, pretty effing spoopy. So yeah, we're going to do more with Amanda. We'll do more with them. Uh, but yeah, I think it was a really cool investigation uh, all around both the, the monster house and the res. We so, had yeah. a blast. Yeah, we had a blast. We can't wait for the next one. Uh, thank you guys for sticking with us through all these. This is kind of a longer episode, um, but I know some of you listen to this at two times speed. Carrie, <laughs> Carrie listens to podcasts twice that's as fast. Sick. Yeah, he's a that's sicko. A si- that's an audible thing. That's yeah. not a Spotify thing. So weird. Shout out to Carrie, fucking weirdo. Um, <laughs> but we love you. Uh, yeah, but thanks for listening. Um, let us know if any of the things we talk about kind of triggers like a memory or something that you've gone through yourself. Yeah, what resonates with you guys? Let us know what you think all this shit is. Like, we've been slamming out the content to try to get insight from you guys to help us out. <laughs> yeah, because th- it's we're investigators. We're not... Professionals. Well, no, not even that. No, no, no one in the paranormal world is an expert on it. Exactly. You can't be. Exactly. It's paranormal. So we need everyone else's input and we thrive off of everyone else's input. Like this is a community. We're starting the paranormal, the Paranorthwest community. You know what I mean? Yeah. So reach out to us. If you got your stories, keep sending those in. Uh, hit us with the socials. You know, everything's at the Paranorthwest. Uh, the email's paranorthwestteam at gmail.com. And yeah, let us know what you guys think. Please also, you guys, we're, we have slowly been trying to um, post content, more video content on our YouTube. And let me tell you, it is very time consuming. Yeah. So let us know if you like it or not. If you don't, that's totally fine. I just won't continue to create videos because it's a lot. So, but if it, if it is and it's worth it, like, yeah, we're down for it. Just yeah, just watch them, like it, check it out, let us know what you think. Having a podcast and YouTube and Instagram and TikTok it's and a Facebook. Lot. Yeah. If you guys are getting something from it, let us know. If not, yeah. also let us know. Yeah. But yeah, thanks we for sticking with ap- us this long. Oh. We love and appreciate you all. Yeah. All right. We're going to end it now. This is enough. Yeah. We've a talked lot. enough. You have other shit to do today. Thank you. We have love a good- you all. I'm your host, Eric. I'm Shayla. Have a good day. And I'm Cheyenne. And don't forget, sleep with your eyes open. Open, open.